Welcome to another edition of Sunday Suppers with Sago. I'm your host, Chef Sago, and I'm excited to have made it to another month with all of you, our listeners, this February in 2023. My special guest hosts that are joining me at the table tonight. To my right, I'm joined by Everyday Rich, carpenter, bartender, and actor. To his right, I have the leading lady of socioeconomic development for the state. And then last but not least, He may rattle your thoughts. He may even make you roll your eyes. But this Shake brings all the fans to the yard. Rap artist and rappreneur Shake is joining us at the table again. (laughs) But without further ado, let's introduce the food. Tonight, we had an arugula salad with fresh cucumber, dried blueberries, craisins, and fresh toasted sunflower seeds. Then that was accompanied by the entree, succulent cherry jalapeno barbecue pork chops with a sweet potato twice baked, a zucchini, corn, and red bell pepper blend, and a cheese baked dinner roll. And for dessert, our strawberry dream crunch cake is what we had. So here at Sunday Suppers with Sago, we talk about the issues that you might not talk about at your kitchen table. And so... That being said, Sunday Suppers with Sago will always be a great show. Yes, I agree. Thank the <laughs> Lord. So let's first kick off the month of February to kind of pay homage. Black History Month. Yes, Black History <laughs> Month. Big up to Black History Month. And there was some trailblazing news that took place in this month. Let's celebrate our sisters. Beyonce takes 32 Grammys and is the first woman, let alone the first black woman to do it. Viola Davis, a phenomenal actor, joins now the three black women in history who have an EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, award-winning actress. What an accomplishment. And then with the Super Bowl, whoever your winning team Mm -hmm. was that you Mm -hmm. celebrated that night. We actually had two black quarterbacks for the first time in American history to lead both teams to a championship game. And we had a beautiful pregnant black woman leading the fucking halftime show that (laughs) absolutely murdered it. So, Rich, I take it you're a Rihanna fan. Oh, you damn right I am. (laughs) Oh, you damn right. Oh, you damn right. She is fantastic. All right. And and everything that was involved in the actual production of it and the way that would that that it was truly done, I I think it was really really taken taken upon every person involved to understand that like not only are they gonna like make sure that she has everything she needs as being like you know that pregnant and like. <laughs> understanding everything that she needs, but also understanding that, like, okay, we're going to have to make this the best thing that we've seen in a long time. And they didn't just set out to accomplish it. They did it. Okay. And it well, was beautiful. I, I get that that's your take on her performance, but, you know, she's received a lot of criticism. Most yeah. definitely. Uh, it's so funny that some people thought that maybe it was and poor taste how she did the show and that was their take because the critics have a lot of things that they're saying uh it's something that kind of 
took a little thunder away from her with the revealing of a pregnancy in that kind of way. You know, it's like Cardi B, when she did it, that was kind of like her thing. She was that girl, and she wanted to make sure that y'all still knew that even if she was pregnant, she was still a boss lady and she was a hustler. So she was out there in a jumpsuit with a full belly doing some of them songs that, you know, for the most part, don't speak to having that kind of body at that I you know, trimester. More of everyone was expecting an album, and when yeah. she revealed that she was pregnant. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, it was like shit. It was mm. like, dang, mm. we're not getting the album. <laughs> at least not right now. No offense if you're listening to Rihanna, which I hope you do. <laughs> I love you, girl. But, uh, but I think, like, for the people, mm-hmm. her fans, they were expecting an album. It was like, this is her debut from... But like, she is doing an album. She is? Yes, she's doing an album. Well, um, But this is probably, I'm in my on, opinion, I'm one not, of the last ones that she'll do. Obviously, I'm not up on game. I think that she's more into the uh, cosmetology and makeup and yes, industry. Yes. So with Fenty being such a heavy big player, only rival next to uh, Kylie Kardashian or Kylie Jenner. Sorry, she might as well be a Kardashian. I mean, rival next to that. Those are the two biggest beauty brands I, in the country, I, I, and so she really doesn't have to. And the way music has taken a shift, and Shake can maybe speak to this. Musicians don't get paid the same way they used to, yeah. and I'm not saying that. Especially for the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl, from what I understand, allegedly, it's free. Usually you have something coming up, so you use that as a platform of great marketing. So those uh, entertainers don't get paid for that show. All of her dancers had on Fenty, like the mm-hmm. like her new um, line. So, I, so if I she's not getting paid, she just, she's just sold marketing. her brand to everybody. And that's what yes. they have to do. Yes. As artists, you know you're doing this for free, but this is the largest platform in history next to those other special nights of awards yeah. that we've talked about. Kind that of some of these women exhibition. Have yeah, so yeah. why not use it as that? Yeah. That's what everybody else Right, does. exactly. <laughs> She's like, well, that's they'll see my face and forget about me in five there. minutes, but if you ever show this clip, I got long-range marketing forever. Like, when it goes on YouTube, they're still going to see it. When people do clips of this performance, they're still going to see it because she knows people will still check for her. Yes. Even with that great movie that came out, um, as far as them making that sequel to Wakanda, after, you know, Chad Bozeman being gone, they still found a way to make it a brand that people of color and anybody who's a fan could relate to and say this is really a great movie because that was also an accolade by itself for there to be a superhero movie that kind of just highlights an entire african-american cast and it shows the beauty and it shows the beauty of melanin Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. on so many different levels in addition to the talent that they you know had at the table so with that being said Let's think about this whole Rihanna thing. Some of the criticism was, like you said, pregnancy, which I think is another way of um, really just being a hater on a totally different level. I think it's a true minimization of like, okay, this woman is pregnant. She's still performing. She's still engaging with audiences. She's still like rehearsing with these people that are professional artists that understand that 
yeah, sure, our lead is pregnant, but like she's still participating and also oh. also really like helping producing. I, I agree that uh, she's working well into her career throughout every last trimester of the game. <laughs> and it's a lot of women who have to do that and she doesn't have to do it. So that kind of shows a level yeah. of passion. Yeah. Yeah. But it also sends out another message because when you become an artist, you really become for the people. Yes. You're so you're under scrutiny. Like, yeah, basically. you're really under scrutiny big time. And the craziest questions out of all the criticism I heard about that show was the question was... Um, should Rihanna get married? I think Rihanna should just do whatever. She, I think Rihanna <laughs> should just do what she want to do. <laughs> like, yeah, but again, like, you got to think about well, what her major eye. demographic is too. Yes, you're in the public eye. And, but, like, of, I, I'm of the opinion that Rihanna's going to always have almost like a cult following because you can age out of your fan base. You can't age out of your fan base where you all were talking casually earlier today about if you really punk, you listen to Blink-182. Like, I was in the yeah. conversation, yes. yeah. but I was, you know, doing I, my I, thing I think, as far as cooking uh, tonight's delicious meal on Sunday suppers at, with Sego. I think us, at, like, that's sitting around the table that's not in the, like, major spotlight, that's not superstars, I, I think we forget that they are human as well. Like they yeah. want to be happy. No, I understand. But yes, we're, we're we're so like we criticize. We're all on their necks. We're like, oh, they say one wrong thing. They do one wrong thing. They have on the wrong outfit that we don't mm. appreciate or approve of, and then they're canceled. That's a whole different podcast. Or they, yeah. or they, or they stop. Into, or they like, stop like producing music as much as we yes, want them to. And she's still showing out she is still like doing fantastic things but it's just in a different way it's not in a music industry mm -hmm. it's in a makeup industry it's mm -hmm. in a clothing industry it's in a, a lingerie like she's still on beast mode but it's just in a different way and we some people not we some people don't know how to accept that that's true. So is it setting the tone Sorry. that you shake being an artist? I'm going to direct this question to you. Do you feel, based on what you do, that you belong to the people? Like, you can accept the criticisms. You can accept the people who hate on you as much as the ones who will love your music because at that point you become a public figure. So how do you handle something like that? I mean, it really comes with the role. I mean, if it's what you really want to do, then you know how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it's something you didn't want to do and you get caught in the sauce by accident, you fall off. Mm -hmm. You know, me necessarily, I couldn't really tell you how I would handle it, but I could tell you this much. I'd be able to handle it full on, hands on, no problems at it. You know, I'm willing to like, what I would like to call like giving up my humanity to be like the brand for everybody, be the voice for everybody. And it's interesting that uh, if I could share this with your music career, you're so you know signed to a distribution deal currently, yeah. right? And it's a major player, but I'll let it be his great news that he shares with everybody tonight. So this rappreneur and rap artist is going to be able to bless our ears with some of his life story that he does so rhythmically to a good rhyme pattern and makes us think. 
So that's what I mean when I tell you this guy may rattle your thoughts. I would definitely get into his music. When can we expect a single? I don't have an exact release date on my single um, mm -hmm. because I was planning on dropping it at the first of the year before mm -hmm. I got the distribution. Mm -hmm. Now that I got the distribution, it's kind of on a setback. Mm -hmm. So um, as soon as I go up there and get everything finalized, then I'll be able to go public with my drop. But I definitely got a lot of great music coming out. That's a cool. Lot. That's cool. You do talk about the human experience I'm, I'm a lot excited. in your music. Some game changer stuff. I mean, I've really got some hits. I'm excited. You might be that dude. Forget yeah. about us. No. <laughs> but I got to put my city on the map. So Hell yeah. That's my goal. Hell yeah. And you have a pretty good team behind you. Young man got the real development. So we're wishing Shake the Best on uh, the debut of his forthcoming single. Because I imagine you're going to drop the single before the album, right? Yes, um, I plan on probably dropping um, probably two or three more singles before I come out with an album. Okay. So and um, they can follow you on your social media platforms, yeah, right? Yeah, um, you can get on. I think you just got a new page this week for yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you can get a go on to musicbyshake.com. Um, that's Shake S H A K E, and um, that'll give you a link to all my music. Um, but other than that, all my social media is who is Shake, and my Instagram is just the official underscore Shake. So it's pretty much shake everywhere. Okay. So, well, people will get a chance at a listen to go check you out and kind of see what your music is doing out here in these streets. Yeah, my latest single right gone. now is uh, Shake I Wish on YouTube. Y'all need to check that one out. Shake I Wish on YouTube. Yeah, and be sure to subscribe now. Y'all Y'all tap in, subscribe with me, turn your post notifications on, like, drop a comment. Let me know what's up. Hell yeah. All right. Network. Okay. Well, in the... Uh, world of just kind of like labeling people or stereotypically putting them in some type of place how do we feel about nikki haley's most recent conversation and her platform for the gop she just threw her hat in the ring to be a new uh, presidential candidate but the way she's doing it, she's doing it in a sense of she feels like there needs to be fresh blood in the GOP and she's just the woman to be able to take us there. That is the platform she's running on. But she's also running on a platform that says anybody who's over 75 years old should have a cognitive development test before being able to assume a role as a free leader of the United States of America. As a so I want you as all a legitimate re representative. Okay, but does that threaten to be like ageism? Where I think if you think about it, it could be conceived as a dig at the current president, who's eighty years old, and for her to have been in Trump's administration, she has to know that he's now seventy-six years old. So it's kind of a slight dig, even at him, when she worked in his administration. Yep. I have so, one question. Mm -hmm. For everyone that's listening, mm -hmm. what do you want your grandma or granddad to be the president of the United <laughs> States? 
Damn. Well, I will come back at that with, the, with great. Oh, not uh, not grandma because some grandmas are forties. Yeah, like, but I mean, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, that yeah. there's. Do you not, mean specifically like yes. seventy even and above? Yes, and, and but then and, are we uh, being ageist a little bit? Is that another form of I ageism? Think, I think I think this that was actually said on a main stage. This, think about this. When a racist comment is made, we hold people to the fire, their feet to the fire for what they say, especially if it's stereotypical of what a group should be. Bless you. Sorry. The leading lady just had gesundheit. <laughs> I ran out of other stuff <laughs> in other languages. Salud. Uh, thank you. Well, I just had So you got three. Analysis. All right. It's that time of year, everybody, where oh, yeah. huh, COVID. we get oh, sick. COVID. Okay. Okay. It better not be. I hope not. (laughs) Everybody's been breathing amongst each other all evening for that meal. I just have chronic sinuses, and when I get like overheated, it uh, sparks up. But anywho, well, since since I got this platform, let me just say, okay, I agree with by like at a certain age, if it's a driver's test. Like if it is to run for office, especially mm-hmm. president, I do think there should be something in place. But at the same time, with Don saying what he said. And you're talking about Don Lemon who yes, chimed in exactly. on what that meant. Why is the same treatment not being made towards her that's being made towards Don. Like, Don had to go on this whole apology, not tour, but he had to apologize like two or three times via via social media, on CNN. Um, you know, I have an opinion about that. Um, and I have a great deal of thing. respect for him as a journalist. I got one, too. And... That being said, I thought that was uh, something unfortunate to say. So I'm trying to even choose my words wisely, only because of all the different demographics he sits in. Yes. And it was like you just took your movement back 20 years. Like, women are not Donna Reed. You know what I mean? It's like you don't just treat them like a reproductive mechanism because i think he was talking about it in a sense of reproductivity when he says Mm. women in their prime but that's kind of like another dig because we look at somebody like a janet jackson who just had a kid at 50 well i know like his colleague and then it kind of his colleague was asking like did you mean it in that manner and i will say i'm not taking sides on nikki or don but um, I will say he never answered. It could have been that way, or it could have just been like, hey, this is the definition of prime. And well, he did. He said what the definition of prime was. That was yes. him digging a hole deeper because they ripped him up on Twitter. They but, ripped him up but, as but far mean, as did correspondence. He, did he mean it in like producing, like women producing children? Did he mean it? It was one manner? of those conversations that didn't need to be explained any further because it was and a foot in a camera. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a foot in the mouth moment. He's apologized for a reason because 
that criticism comes on so many different levels for so many different reasons. So is it not, so when Nikki says that, is, is that not a criticism to 75 plus people? I would say, what do you all think? That's what I would say. I think uh, one of the biggest things that we have to get, like truly consider, regardless of the actuality of news media making their takes on it and their their missteps here and there, what we have to really take into consideration is like these people that we are talking about are definitely our elders and have definitely seen some shit in this life but also are at a point that it may be best that sure their 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 actual like their take from this life is is measured medically their their understanding is truly taken into consideration but it's not something that should be necessarily made public necessarily made to like say like oh yeah well we've got this many seniors that we just had to shove off of their own driver's licenses or like whatever whatever means that we are shoving them off of I don't think it's necessarily right for that information to be public, mm-hmm. but I do mm-hmm. necessarily think it is okay to say, hey, it might be better for the safety of other citizens in whatever nation this is happening in that we make sure that people above a certain age and over a certain understanding of, like, true cognizance don't need to be operating motor vehicles or in jobs that you know operate heavy machinery or you know in 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 these places that could actually hurt others or hurt themselves that's a good way of putting it but i think it is wrong of us to take the stance of saying that we all need to know where that is, where that line is, and who these people are, because I, would agree I think with that, that is a violation of personal rights. And that's somebody who is running for being the free leader of the United States. And if it starts there, what's going to be deeper than that? Because if that platform becomes a platform that she runs on, new face of GOP, people who are in their prime, let's go with younger blood in America, then you're going to open that door for anybody and everybody to think they can be the president of the United States. Isn't that door already open? At this point, the way the world is moving, when artists and, you know, music decide that they want to do it, or when former boxers decide they want to do it, or when actors decide they want to do it, you know, Let's look at Reagan. Reagan came in office and he had already had an established acting career. Let's look at Schwarzenegger. That's what I was going to say. And he's already, you know, the Terminator. And, and, and The Rock. Like, seriously, yeah. he's prepping. And Kanye, obviously. Yeah. Uh, is they prepping. better not be. They better <laughs> yeah. not be because I well, tell you hey, what, they ain't going to get my vote. But that's a younger you generation. Know. Like, Shake, you being a musician, let's just say you would run for president one day. What would you run on the platform of? 
being a new fresh face. If anybody can just join what the uh, ranks of that office. On? Like what platform would I run yeah. on? Yeah. Shoot, man, I, I'd be on TikTok. Vote for me. So you just get on TikTok and say you vote for me. Turn up on TikTok. Smart. I, I, that yeah, that's what I was so going to say. Smart. I agree with him. That sounds like but. some Napoleon Dynamite type marketing. I'll blow up. I know I would. But that's what's popping right now. You got shirts. That's for all your followers. As soon as I become president, everybody on TikTok, it, TikTok becomes a real job. Yeah. Well, so, you know, like one thing I um, have been realizing is that all kind of collaborations with big corporations is really reigning supreme right now. Like, who knew there would be a Cardi B and Offset meal that also debuted this month on Valentine's Day? Oh, and what? It's at McDonald's. And yeah. McDonald's, this is nice free advertising for you because we're talking about McDonald's what's at hand. A whole meal? I Call the Cardi B and Offset meal. Cardi B and Offset meal. It has oh, a quarter pounder. <laughs> it has a cheeseburger. It has two large drinks, a order of fries, one order of fries, and an apple pie. So I just roll up to <laughs> McDonald's and be like, and hey, pull out can a, I get a, pull out a 20 and a little bit of and I'll sit me. Yeah. Yeah. That's for that, real? Yeah, for real. <laughs> can I get a Cardi, Cardi B burger? Can I get a Cardi B quarter pounder? Can I get a Cardi quarter pounder? And then they start customizing it probably yeah. at the window. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me get, get that Cardi B offset meal. Uh, but I want uh, shredded okay, right, lettuce, I, no salt on the fries. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I did not know anything about this. But you see how entertainers are shit. using their brands to kind of cross over in the other you know, conglomerates. Retail has always been a thing, but now food is starting to become a thing. And as a chef, I watch the trends of what's going on as far as how people are making food, you know, a thing. Even when you talk about things like TikTok or YouTube channels, everybody's doing something. That was really the big claim for fame for um, the woman who is another strong black woman who does a lot of nutritional food cooking. I'm not sure what her name is, but it'll come to me at some point in a broadcast. But they've all made their claim to fame with food. And it's like food is one of those comforting things that that's why it sets the tone for this particular kind of show. It gives everybody an opportunity to kind of break bread together and talk about some of the topics that you might not talk about at your kitchen table. But at the same time, diversity and inclusion is the most important part that I really want every listener to know as we propel forward. And thankfully, as you all supported the debut of Sunday Suppers with Sago in 2023, we want to continue forward. And I'm honored that you all are listeners and you all have chimed in and I've gotten your phone calls and your text messages. And I know you always know everything that's going on because the brand of Sunday Suppers with Sago is to let you know that you can have a meal at this table too. So look forward to other things that we got going on through the brand of Sunday Suppers with Sago, where you can be expecting a cookbook later this year. And as always, expect guest hosts to bring it to the table, what we are going to talk about. And delicious food. Delicious food. Delicious food. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, so good. I wanted to go back to what we were talking about, though, with the whole ageism piece. Um. Shake, you being the youngest and the Gen Z of the group sitting here tonight, what do you think? 
Do you think a person can work well past what the regular person considers prime? Because we all might have a different age group in our mindset to what prime means. Yes. So that's kind of like a subjective way of thinking about it. And it's like, well, look at Betty White. She worked well until she was 100 and she entertained every different generation. Whether she started out as, you know, who she was back in the early days of like vaudeville and you know, new Hollywood that everybody felt like it was a place where dreams were made of all the way into the 60s where she was cast in one of the hottest shows of all time, The Golden Girls. Should she be a politician? Should she be leading? Well, she's dead now, but... Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Really? That was funny that Betty White was dead? Should she be leading this... I said Betty White was dead and you thought that was funny. No, I thought. <laughs> and you're an actor, so what's going on, di- Rich? The difference between the the actualization of like, oh, should she be a politician? No, she's dead. That's what's fucking. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That's hilarious. Gotcha. It's fine. I didn't know hilarious. if she knew, cause it seemed like it did happen quietly. That's hilarious, cause I, I knew that. Well, like, I mean, I knew she passed, but yeah. it you was know, like, but you know what? Like, even with the start of this year. People who have been considered iconic have been, you know, in the news of, mm-hmm. you know, passing. Yeah. I was probably late to the party to understand that Barbara Walters, one of the greatest hosts of all time, had passed yes. on New Year's weekend. Yes. Because that's a time where when we came into this new year, all of us have our own sights in mind. We're probably not watching TV or following the news. We're trying to find some way to make the news. Or Good or bad. To get away from it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry to take the conversation. No, but, please okay. go ahead. Continue. Shake, shake. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my opinion on it. I mean, I feel like there really shouldn't be no discrimination on age for anything, especially like with the Betty White deal. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes mm-hmm. to something like being a president, I feel like, of course, if you ask somebody, is being a president more important than being an astronaut? Of course, it is. Right, so think mm-hmm. about all the tests and psychological tests you got to go through just to become an astronaut. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can almost promise you, and I'm not discriminating the guy at all, but if you would put Biden on the test that an astronaut would took, he would completely fail it. Mm-hmm. I can almost promise you he would fail it all the way. Now, is but that because of how the media has portrayed certain I mistakes and failings he's had in front of the camera? It had nothing to do with anything with the media. Me just looking at him as a person, I'm just like, he's... He's finally to the point now where he's 80, and I've literally watched him on loud speeches stutter and mumble. I mean, it just, it's, it's, and it's literally to the point where I'm not like a political person at all, but I'm literally watching it, and I'm just like, seriously, that's our president? Like, not anything that he done. I'm saying this. I'm not saying it because of anything he done personally. I'm just saying when I've watched this man talk, I've watched this man literally act like he has completely forgot who he was, what he's talking about in the current situation going on. I've heard the difference between how he talks compared to somebody who looks just like him and talks very much more energetic. So I'm not, I, I see I see what's going on with it. And I feel like in a way, even when it comes to Trump, I mean, I'm not saying I'm giving him any leverage at all, but I would say that Trump's mindset is probably a lot more level-headed than Biden's is. And I could see Trump passing the test in a way. I could see if like, if you were to put them two together, on who would pass the test, it most likely would be Trump. Now, mm. take Biden back to maybe when he was 60, 70, I don't know. You know what I'm saying with his life? But I know that man is 80 years old, and he can barely finish a paragraph, mm. let alone read whatever they're telling him to read on the screen. I mean, 
And he the State of the Union he address. He literally said, and stop reading. And the State of the Union Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, you know what I'm saying? And stop reading. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're but 80 years old, you're the president. the State of the Union address was another thing that took place this month where he did get a lot of criticism based on his media presence and whether he's talking more about a utopia than talking about what modern day United States really is, you know, however you fall on the spectrum of being a um, certain partisan, you know, group. The one thing that you can realize is that you need somebody that is up to the job. Yeah. And, and, it doesn't mean that you can't be up to the job at 80. Exactly. What it means is exactly. That's if you're 80 and it seems like it's hard now, yes. do you want to do that? But look at what a, the founding again, fathers. Another four years. But, but then look at the founding fathers who put everything in the declaration. There was no young man in that room. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. They, they were capable of doing that. Okay, so like, capability should reign supreme in this entire situation. Like, if like you're older and your you're an elder, yes, you can do the yes. job. Cool. Do the job. Plus, but if you can do it, then do it. You know, All right. But if you a spaceship can... or being a president of the United States, you can't just, I feel like it shouldn't just be chose off of votes. Like, I feel like, you know how we get to the final pick on the presidents, which mm -hmm. is down to a certain amount? Mm -hmm. I feel like each one of them have to go through a psychological state. Three presidents or however many is now left, and whoever fails it is automatically out. And then whoever, I mean, I would say it that way because I mean, okay. I would so put you're this saying way. change the standard of what it would mean to be president. But now, think about this: you're a genius, and he's a genius, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm about to, if I'm about to go to space, right, and <laughs> I need I need a mechanic, right? Right. I know you know how to fix everything on that spaceship. You mm -hmm. don't need nobody. You know how to do it all, okay? Mm -hmm. But you're 65 years old. Mm -hmm. But you know it all. You've been here for years. He's 28. Mm -hmm. He knows a he knows a bunch of it, but at the same time, I'm gonna have to hire a second person because he's not gonna be able to be full capable. But he is very intelligent enough to do it. In yeah. this generation, they're gonna go with you, and they're gonna run you dry. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when you fall, they're gonna find him, and by that time, he's 60. Mm. Gonna run him dry, mm -hmm. and they keep doing it because if you let a young kid in, he ends up taking over. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to keep him, keep him punishalized. So, it's like you can give a 28-year-old the credit of what he's doing and then give him this role as the astronaut. And by the time he's 30, he's got the mindset of what the 60-year-old had. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So, then when you send the 60-year-old up there because he's smart, he has a heart attack on the way to space because he's mm. 60 years old. Compared to if we would have just hired to another person to send the 28-year-old, we probably would have had a better chance at living. Same as it state united states is i mean we got a president who's eight years old who can't even hardly speak a paragraph mm. do you know Rich, what i'm saying so like we have an astronaut who is 60 years old and we're about to send him to space and i highlight out this is going to turn out really well one of the hardest things i think we've ever faced in terms of not only like actually hiring or going after people that we want to hire as the people that want to represent us as a representative democracy. One of the hardest things we've ever faced is, okay, are we going to face experience versus youth or are we going to just say, get the oldest motherfucker we could ever consider that's already been doing this, 
that already is dug in in these investment structures that don't actually support the people that they're truly representing. Or let's go back to the other. Do we want to invest in someone who wants to make a difference in a meaningful way that is not based in the investment structure that is established already with other individuals who are quote unquote representing us but not truly representing us? Do we really want to go outside of that? And it is one of the hardest things that we ever have to face because it's easy monetarily, but it is not easy outside of that to truly spiritually say, so get over. Get in a over nutshell, you. are you saying you're gung ho for age before beauty? No, because that's I'm kinda, not about that. I'm not about that. Okay. What I am about is be as old as you want. Mm. Be as young as you want. Be as ugly, as, as beautiful, as just be you. Be as much a part of yourself as you can be to represent the place you are supposed to represent no matter your age, wealth, or beauty. Okay. And in doing so, you will have a better chance of actually getting votes when you truly represent the people and represent what they want, but it doesn't mean you'll win. Not at all. Obviously, money, so money won't Nikki, run with it. So you're not in support of Nikki Haley's platform then? No. Let no. Me, let me say, mm -hmm. I am, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Like, because I see where she's coming from, but then it's also like, my, my standpoint is, people that are older than me, I look at them as like, they have wisdom. Mm -hmm. You've been there, done that. You can guide me where I need to go. Now, going back to what Shake was saying, you are the leader of all 50 states mm -hmm. of this, like, number one, outside of China, like, number one giant that's superpower. leading. Superpower, sure. Yes, you're a superpower. Like, that's leading all these people. You need to make sure that you are up on your game. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're 80, 100. You need to make sure that you are, you can, you can do the job. You okay. can do the job. But it doesn't matter. And as much as uh, one could say that it was a dig at the current president. And oh, even it, it definitely was that. And, it definitely was that. And a way of absolving herself from an administration that she used to work for, which was... In the Trump administration. How could she and absolve herself from well, something think about that it like she this. has gone back and forth on? She, at first... But Trump really, is 76. First, Trump is first, 76. She, at first, was like, how can I support this man that has supported these people that wear white hoods and support the KKK? And then immediately, like, not even a year and a half later, went back on her own word and was like... Oh, yeah, he's probably the best choice that the Republican Party has because he's going to be able to support the American people in a meaningful way. No, that is absolute horse shit. Mm -hmm. I do not care. 
Shake, what do, do you do not care about what she has to say? Like she uh, her? she has no weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like she just I mean, I really don't judge much on what she is or who she how what her title is or her age. I would say this much. She did present a great idea that should definitely be into consideration. So you're actually in support of her uh if she has a platform to put cognitive development testing. Now, I'm not saying with, with jobs and all, like I said before, but I'm talking about like same as an astronaut. You know, I feel like if you're going to so be So just hold everybody to the same standard. If you're going to be a president and take that role, you have to go through a series of psychological tests. You know, in a lot of ways for you to be able to do that is going to cause our leaders to manage with handcuffs. Are they not already doing that? That's an interesting question. I think that, uh, yeah, in some ways, but it's a little different because now, yeah, we get the micromanagement of Congress, but we get the micromanagement of Congress and then the way they kind of handle things. Our president really is just a poster child. So what would it matter what the age was? I think the best idea to move forward with in terms of actual, quote unquote, testing of cognitive resilience and idealization that can be applied as an American leader. Yeah, but is, I think is, you all is, is best described in the fashion of, okay, so you reach a certain age. So we're going to administer these few, these few type of things. It's not going to be made public at first. But as you get older and as you're still a representative to your people in whatever district you represent in this representative democracy, it is on your responsibility to make it known where you lie in the actual range, the spectrum of understanding of how well you can actually take on this job. I heard a conversation earlier that you all had before we sat down for supper where um, the difference between being a public servant and being a politician. Yes. And so yes. right now uh, it sells to you in one state of being that She's saying, yeah, we really do need a new face of America. But in this conversation that I have heard some of you all kind of pay homage to older elders who give good advice and wisdom. Why isn't it that the highest seat in the country, what should it matter? I would think the older, the better, because you only have to be 35 to join it. But there are some 35 year olds who are still 25 year olds in the mindset or 15, even worse that are trailing and regressing mentally behind in certain ways where that's a leader that has to be for every person of every age and every color and every background and support the issues that best represent America. Mm -hmm. So in order for him to manage with handcuffs, that would just be us obviously knowing that that's what's happening. It's, it's a difference between when we kind of think it, but it's, obviously happening well, like we know it's happening at that point really a handcuff just for you to take a mental test 
Well, like, and and I don't mean just like subject that to seventy five plus, right? But that should be every presidential but candidate that but, goes but here's through. the thing. But like, here's that the thing. Should be every age. Nope. Like, she didn't say every that age. should be I something I that happens for anybody, including herself. She didn't say that. Yeah. And that's where the dig came from, Don Lemon who made the statement about she's not exactly in her prime, but the way he said it, it came almost from a sexist standpoint because he said it in the reproductive element. And mm -hmm. even in tonight's conversation, okay. as you were getting to know some of the mm -hmm. hosts, mm -hmm. I witnessed you literally ask some of them their ages. That is something yes. as men we don't do to women. Yes. So just to even talk yes. about age or allude <laughs> to age, in that respect is what caught him under fire being from a demographic that has been scrutinized and stereotyped he should have known different and better whether he meant it in the right way or not he said uh hell mary's worth of apologies about it yeah. but at the same time do you, you think know, if he was white he would have to do the same thing no. Sorry to turn it into no, I mean, race, but but no, do I you don't. Think if no, if he was I don't. White, do I think if he was white, he'd probably been fired. <laughs> That's interesting that you mm. say really? that. Shay, really, you were in. What do you think about real, that? Like, what, do you, what do you think, Shay? Because that brings a whole idea of race into a whole totally different perspective when you say. If he was white, he would have been fired. But because he's black, he's given black privilege. Is that something that you're saying exists now in modern day 2023? I wouldn't say necessarily black privilege. I would have said. Now, this is Black History Month, so make sure you, just be, <laughs> you tread lightly. <laughs> I, think, I think the reason he would have been fired if he was white. Y'all, we just did a toast in front of this white man for everybody who can't see us right now. Because we often see, we often see white rage. We often see white men that take out their emotions in an improper and an impromptu way against others, regardless of race that they are, quote unquote, like going against. And so I think if he had been white, it would have been very easy to say like, oh no, now, get this guy off the air right now. This is not a good idea. This is a terrible So it's day. almost like you just agreed and said that you do think that there's a black privilege. Like maybe the corporations and people are tiptoeing around people of color because of the climate that we've just come through with everything civil rights oriented that we've kind of been fighting since before just this pandemic, but that's when it became a thing when we had lockdown that all of the world became cognizant of what was going on from a civil rights standpoint. And, and let me and let me ask this if it was fox instead of cnn do you think that because that's the bigger that is, that is the bigger question and fired no if it was fox they would have been like you know what head anchor head anchor right now this guy we got to put him up on the very front of every single billboard but no, I, you know what? I, I agree. It is. It is a part of the fact that there is more privilege towards African-Americans in certain ways that are understandable and very, very, very necessary. Okay. And like. I can accept that you can recognize that. Yes. So. I disagree. 
Ah, uh, tell me your thoughts. No, I accept that I can recognize what he said. I didn't oh. say that I was 100% on okay, it. What, I, I, what I I'm saying is he's a white man who's acknowledged that it is some things going on in America that you may have a due diligence due to you based on what you I, have done I or agree. been a part of. I agree with that only because now every company and every organization is adding diversity, inclusion, and mm -hmm. equity mm -hmm. to their policy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that only came because of social media and us being aware of our surroundings that has been going on. This has been going on for yeah. years, decades, yeah. centuries. Like, mm -hmm. So, centuries, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, a very long ass time. <laughs> you know what? Hence why I phrase it that way. Hence why I say it that way. Because like, I know, I know what privilege I have. I know where I am, but at the same time, like I have no idea <laughs> what anybody else has truly experienced. So I could say pretty promisingly that if it was a white dude that said any of that, it would have been like, ah, yeah, you're good, whatever, fuck it. And no one would have said anything because everyone who manages that shit is white. Mm. Mm. Let's yeah. be honest. That's true. So that that's where I come from on that. I, like that's right. I yeah. I, I mm -hmm. mean I think the only reason why you feel there is a slight black privilege, if any, um, is because that's what's going on. <laughs> I heard you say if like, any. I heard you say if any. Like, because if any, um it's because that's what's going on and in, in, in our, in our society very correct. right now. Well well let me say this. I don't think it is privilege to have a voice. I think everybody, whatever race they have, yes. or one that they recognize, mm -hmm. it's about you should have the privilege to say exactly what you want to yep. say. Now, whatever the repercussions are behind that, that's a different story, but that's your like given right. That's, that's even your birthright to be able to speak your mind. But to kind of manage the country with handcuffs even more so than it probably is for a lot of people who run into that office and say all of this stuff that feels puppeteerish, like there's somebody behind the curtain that's really feeding their lines into how this world is really going to be ran. Because we do set the tone as a superpower. And so being even considered... power of entertainment. Yeah. Yes. So the Western world, as we are considered to other nations, looks at us and we set the standard for what everything happens. Shake, you could be doing like a concert in another, you know, continent or another country. And when you do that, you may have a lot of fans who are rocking the same hair or the same swag or the same kind of where you where you wear a particular thing. So it's like you're branding yourself to be able to go, you know, the distance in that way. But um, that's not much different than how the presidency goes. Our free leader will be the voice of the majority, whatever their majority is. 
And it's like, I wish you could have like a poli side moment on these kind of shows where people understand how this all works. That and when you don't show up locally at the polls, you can't expect it to be better on a national level. You have to start with the people who are the representative voice of who you are right now in the city that you're in. And certain things need to matter to you what you need to happen in that street. If you think there are too many accidents there, you should be talking to the city about putting a stop sign there. Because it's not going to change unless they understand that the people are dissatisfied with how things are being ran. And so you pick the leader who best represents you on a local level. Then you take it to the next level. Go vote. Yeah, go vote. <laughs> Always vote. Hence, go vote. That's the beauty of a true representative democracy where we actually get to talk to people that are going to say, like, not only do I give a shit about you, like, I am going to show up. For you, no matter what. Well, one thing I do want to make sure that everybody understands is the importance of voting. I celebrate voting only because it has not always been a right for a representation of everyone at this table. So I uh, hope that you go out there and vote and cast your ballots. Make sure that you make a difference at the local level because there are only 13 electoral votes that will decide for you. And if you put somebody that's not your party in office and then they start to represent something that's not your belief, you may find yourself in a situation where less of certain things that you need to happen to make your life turn are not happening anymore. And then to that point, handcuffed you're managing (laughs) with handcuffs as a leader but if we put that leader there that we really want you have more of a possibility of getting some of the things that make a difference in your everyday life yeah but speaking of handcuffs cuffing season if anybody knows what cuffing season means psychology today just did a recent article about what it means because it happens between october and the first of march where because we spend more time indoors and the weather has shifted we decide that we're gonna either have that special significant other that boo thing whatever you call that person that you have to come home to during that season of the year it's about to come to an end. Now, I'm surprised it even jump-started because since we've had lockdown and post-COVID pandemonium, you can now see that people are kind of okay with being by themselves yes. more yeah. than usual. Yep. So even though it's like an old-school way of saying that between October and March and March is a stretch because most guys cut it off at February 13th. That's what I was gonna say. When you really know your money's looking low, it's like, yo, we ain't even about to have a good space together. Or before Christmas. Exactly. You see, y'all know. As women, y'all know. And every guy can align with like, yeah, that'd be the time where you'd be like, this really wasn't a good relationship, no way. It's February 13th. Let me go ahead and cut this off today. Because <laughs> we've been unprocrastinated and decided that we were going to go ahead and decide to date somebody when the holiday is either over 
or we don't get close enough to it. Because usually during those holidays, you solidify somebody being in your life for a long time. Yeah. So that's how it used to be. Well, that's what it looks like. You know, when you're taking people to family dinners and you're starting to introduce them as somebody that you're going to be around for a while, you know, the rule of thumb was never bring anybody home to mama that you're not serious with. Yes. Because when you introduce, and I'm just speaking from a guy's point of view, when you introduce a woman to your family, that means like something really big. To her, I would say. Now, what, what would you say? About I, I agree. That? Like, like, I totally agree. So by the time and, you meet and mama, and you feel like my this guy, is, the ring is coming. Uh, yeah. Right? I, I trust that enough where when I introduce a male, mm -hmm. and I have a very special male mm -hmm. in my life, but um, when I introduce him, when I introduce him to mm -hmm. my family, mm -hmm. yeah. We're going to be together forever. Okay. <laughs> so you got it in mind that that is the tie that brings all hope. of it together. At least I hope. At least all I right. hope. Because I I have a issue with trust. Okay. So since I have an issue with trust, I'm only bringing around, even when it comes to a friendship level, I'm only bringing around people that I trust around my family. Okay. Like, For good reason. It, it, exactly. But exactly. do you think relationships now, oh, aside shoot. from that, have oh, become more oh, transactional? Shoot. Like, oh, is yes. love even really a big yes. deal anymore? Or is it really about the money that you can get out of the situation? Well, well you know, like we were talking, uh, we were speaking prior to dinner. Mm -hmm. It was, I think everyone has, for one, there's no love anymore mm, like that's or, interesting. or i mean some you know it's there but love don't live here anymore for you huh like well i feel like we've used the words it don't so last much where it doesn't have the same meaning love mm. don't like last. we've yeah. used it so heavily just like i was telling love rich and exactly friendship like i was telling rich like oh i'm about to say bye oh i love you like mm. but the do truth, I know you? The truth do of I those know meetings you to has say been, yeah. that I love you mm -hmm. with saying bye bye. So you or, think it's, oh, you're my it's friend a new cliche word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's a cliche it's, word. It's, it's overused the and truth, abused. I got you. The truth of the meanings, love and friendship, has been bastardized into the consideration of like, oh yeah, I've met you for a moment. Cool, awesome. I love you. No, you don't. <laughs> that is not yeah. that is not true love. That is not that is not a way that you can use that word I in a like true you. expression. Mm -hmm. I like you and I may have a love for you. Okay. Or I may have feelings for you. Even when you look at relationships, I think nowadays we have gotten so caught up in dating apps and social media and mm -hmm. Instagram models and, and just everything okay. where you don't even know if you're in a relationship, if you're talking, if you're trying to get to know somebody. Like, so the lines are blurred, yes, in your opinion. And yes, more importantly, is it transactional then? Are people in relationships just I, for the money or what well, they can I get out of? I think social media tries to show you that. 
Okay. Like, oh, I would say that's one way to look at it. I think social media tries to show you, especially on Instagram, mm-hmm. it, like what I see, and it depends on what you follow, yeah. um, algorithms and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're following all these people that's, that's just constantly focused on the money, yeah. And not focused on the love and trying to get to know somebody and their character and just, you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah, yeah, just getting to know that person, then it's going to be transactional. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, oh, what you going to give me? You going to get my nails done? Oh, you going to take me to dinner? And well, that's male, usually how it starts. And from a male, from a male standpoint, you going to give me that like you gonna you you gonna give it up like the listeners don't know what that and is then you have you, to show you, you have to show them and, and and oh yeah sorry <laughs> that <laughs> like, um but then you start running into videos where oh this man done flew or I got flewed up or blown up like, so I don't you know. anyway that ain't as a form a- of hip. love so but, is that a standard for you as a woman hell no. It's okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> like, gotcha. No. Can I ask, it is not. Go ahead. Like, no. Shake. Do you feel that you've ever had somebody that has been more transactional than intentional with how they want to be with you? My turn. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I've sat here and listened to all you older folks about. This love and all this stuff, I'm going to tell you just like this, okay? Y'all's perspective of love is what y'all got to keep doing right now at y'all's age until y'all, you know, move on with your life into the next all thing. Right. But in our generation now, here's how it goes, right? Within the first three nights, if you don't have sex, then one of the partners thinks you're sleeping with another person. So within three nights, you have to have sex with your partner. If not, she will up and leave you and have sex with the next person, both girl and guy. Nowadays, you've got to tell a girl you love her, and if you don't, sometimes some girls are so picky now. If you space "I love you," means you don't love them. Oh wow! Can't space it. So see, like the generation now is just like where I really don't feel like love is like a gallon of milk. Mm. It's got an expiration date, oh, but shoot. love does exist, oh, but it only wow. it only exists for a certain Somebody amount of time. Somebody passed a collection plate for this man. I'm just saying that, that's just that's just that's just how. That listen, look, look at it this way, right? Like reality of it now. Like once upon a time, a man supported a woman. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, I mean, it's like a woman can support herself way all by her. she don't even need a man no more you know what i'm saying so it's just like women now have that power to where they don't need a man so they're trying to play the man role and i feel like that's the problem it's like now women want to be an alpha male and they don't understand you can't you can't be an alpha male against a male but now women want to be alpha males that's true. and you know and i i just feel like this generation is crazy but like like y'all said like how's love i do i know my grandparents told me when they said they love each other that was something deep. But nowadays, if you bring a shawty to the house, mom, who cares if they meet your mom? Mom knows you finna smash shawty in the back room. Mama rather you, mama rather you be doing it there than out elsewhere. That's just how it is. Like nowadays, when y'all had your mom, you brought a girl home to your mom. Your mom thought it was serious. Nowadays, when I brought a girl home to my mom, she was like, don't be making no noise back there. Don't be coming in at the house. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, that's just, that's just how, that's how it is like, now. Like for real? For real, yeah. Okay. That's just how like, it is. You oh mentioned, God, you like, mentioned hey. that you were talking Evolution. to an older generation. So hey. I'm going to give you one better. 
It changed that quick. Men in our yep. demographic don't bring girls home to mama's house. We have our own stuff. Mm. And it's like, if you don't really represent that, that's kind of a skewed view. Then you're not talking from the old school perspective that I gave where it meant something to bring them home to mama. You're not bringing them home to mama. You live at your mama's house and she was woke when you got in. So it was like. Well, no, in my situation, I would literally bring them in there and introduce them to my mama because I was like, look, you're, it was polite. you're more than it welcome to go in there and get polite. whatever you want the drink mama, or you whatever. Want me to get you, another beer while you know what I'm, I'm saying? On my way back to the back. And then mom, when she sees like the same girl come over a couple of times, she'll just be like, so is this the one? And I'm just like, I don't know. If you bring them home to bust them down, that's a natural question now. Because now it's a different dynamic. You live in a home with your mother. So she's always going to know how your moving is. You know what I mean? She's actually learning you as somebody. We stayed in the trailer, man. So Someone other than her. The funny thing is... Do you realize that? She is learning to... Learn someone who loves her more than you. She learned to love me when she took love them bump, bump bags out and gave me an actual bed. That's what's up. Evolution. Oh, I'm glad yeah. she had Evolution. Respect. Once upon a time, yeah. once upon a time, you couldn't have no TV in your room. Well, me either. Same. Me either. Well, Same. speaking of TV, we could not have a TV. If we didn't have this conversation that Bill Cosby has actually been rumored to come back into the political, or not political, oh, it would be political, but he's coming back into the entertainment limelight, limelight. Right now, he's talking about going on tour this summer. Do you think he can make that kind of comeback? I believe you can do anything you set your mind to. I now, I want you to keep in mind before you answer that question, what he's been charged from, what is, you know, <coughs> I will say I didn't know reputation about Stephen Tyler. Okay. I did not know about Stephen Tyler. So if Stephen Tyler can do it, why can't Bill Cosby do it? Well, Steve Tyler, Stephen Tyler is actually going through it right now. And local news, he it's, actually that's, has that's evidence in his recent. memoir. There's evidence in his memoir that may corroborate the testimony of but the woman Errol, who's alleging that she was sexually abused over 40 years if ago. If next year, Errol Smith go out on tour. So you think there's a publicity stunt? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I, that's the only question I have about that. Like, is, uh, like, if Steven Tyler can do it, if the, he decides to go on tour next year and people go and show up for his. They still show up to watch 6 9 but well, like, you know what I'm let's saying. Take it, let's take it one other step. <laughs> so R. Kelly had many allegations. Six nine can do it. Anybody can. That's true. Six nine can do it. Anybody can. Yeah, that's true. Well, R. Kelly did it. R. Uh, Kelly was I mean, somebody who was accused. Gun, hey, Gunna did it. Gunna did it. He confirmed on his interview that it wasn't him. Hell, did it. Look, he said. I don't need to watch the video because I know it's not me. And he rolled that right into a not guilty verdict. And so when it comes down to it, with anybody who saw that video, everybody's got a different opinion as to whether it was or wasn't him. That's been settled in court, so I don't even speak on that. But I will tell you this. 
the fact that he was able to make a comeback and then right after have a hit sensation like Step in the Name of Love, that's still the family reunion and wedding reception and, you know, party that you have at the nightclub. The fact that we're talking about him lets you know he's done made his comeback. Exactly. First off, OJ. Initial part two. <laughs> well, yeah. He's another one that has been, you know, accused of certain violent acts. Yeah. Sexual abuse being a violent act. And given the fact that they think that Bill Cosby shouldn't come out, what would he talk about? Because there's no way you could not address that. And I had the honor of actually meeting Dr. Cosby some years ago in my former life of like working Chris in, you know, the service industry. Chris Rock, Will Smith, and you also got to look at Weinstein. Like, he's just now going down for all these years of torment and harassment. So you think that the climate that we have today has invoked everybody to want to speak out on things, even if it does operate in the past? Because think should, about it. I mean, you... Are we at a point now piece. where... You should say how you feel and what happened to you. And so you think that people are purging now? Like, because of where we've I been... I say all that. Okay. <laughs> you might not have said that, but I do look at it like this. When you value time... Go ahead, Rich. When you value time, <laughs> whether you value time in being older, whether you value time in spending time that's legitimate with a person in a cuffing season, so to speak, or whether your time is up based on certain situations that you've been through I in the think, media. I think at this point, <laughs> shut up, go home. And with You're that good. being said, <laughs> and with that being You're said, good. everybody, good. I think that's a good nobody way. Nobody wants to hear you do the same shit you've done for a long time. <laughs> or try and make better on something that you could never truly apologize for. I think it is much better for you to just cut and fucking go. You know I had a hard time deciphering through that. <laughs> like, I think it's just time for everybody to wake up. Much better. What are you saying? Just... I think it's time for everybody just to wake up. Okay. So. I like it. I like it. That's all I can say. When a white man I, says I, stay woke, it's time to wake up. Wake up and understand the fact that like cut and go. Yeah. Okay. The day you wake up and realize you're your own bank. Are we doing like our closing remarks right now? Kind of sort of. I've been trying to close the show. I've been trying to close the show. And I, what I wanted to basically say before my ending monologue was <laughs> interjections left and right. He's not a Whether, bad. He's not a bad man. But yeah, I look. The people. Go. The cut, people. Go. The people have listened to us all the way to work, or they've listened to us until they can't listen to us anymore. Yeah, so I'm going to end the show. So Y'all follow me on all social media. Thank you again to all of our listeners Shake. out there for joining us for another episode of Sunday Suppers with Sago. I'm your host, again, Chef Sago, and I thank all of my guests, Rich. Clarissa. Clarissa. <laughs> How could I forget? And Shake. And we look forward to you all again at this dinner table. So yep. until next time, I love you like cooked food.